Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday, day after the Grammys. I didn't watch them, but I guess Taylor Swift walked away with a a bunch of them, huh? Oh, you know what? Like, that wasn't telegraphed, you know, that... uh, I know, I know. You know, things were going to happen. Oh, you know that, you know? It's like, look, you know, I've been around a long time. I remember Pia Zadora. You remember her? Pia Zadora. Yes, I do remember her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Muhammad Rickless, guy that owns casinos and cruise ships, stuff like that. Well, I think he's gone now, but anyway, he, uh, he was married to her. Well, yeah, you know, all of a sudden, he let her know that she was going to win a Golden Globe for no particular reason, but she was <laughs> going to get it, so she had to go out in a special shopping spree with yes. the money that he allotted for that, which was unlimited, to get a special dress. And, you know, everybody knew, and she said, yeah, I'm getting a Golden and she got the Golden Globe. What did, she she, what did she win for? Do you know? I mean, I don't think she did Being much of to anything. Muhammad Rickless at the time. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Pia Zadora. No, there's a name I uh, I haven't heard in years. Is she still with us, Pia Zadora? I, uh, I guess. I don't know. The last time that she's uh, still shopping and nobody's seen her. <laughs> I'll tell you. Hey, friends, you got to laugh these days because the world gives you a lot to cry about. Um, I don't know whether you heard this or not, but last night, because this is how they do it, uh, Senate leaders uh, released the details of their long-awaited comprehensive border security bill. Now, all I can say about this is, you know, it makes you want to gag. These are the guys who are charged with, with protecting your family and my family. They are the leaders of our of our nation. And, and all I can say is if this were World War II, these guys would be funding the Germans. They would be sent or they would be saying things like, OK, you can only round up 5000 people a day. OK, uh, we're going to have a we're going to compromise. We don't want to have any problems here. So you can do like 5000 people a day and you can 1. do every million single- a year then. Yeah. OK, well, that you, you're, you're laughing and you think I'm crazy. But what these no. what these guys have done, it's a 300 and 70 page bill like most things in Congress. They bury the details in pages, so you have to go searching for them so that you don't, you don't really find out how they're sticking it to you. I'm going to read you some of the things that are in, in the bill. Um, $60.6 billion to support Ukraine as yes. it fights back against Putin's invasion, right? That's, this is what they're, they're talking. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this is a border bill for our border, Okay. Well, there's got to be border money in there. Then, well, right? $14.1 billion in security assistance for Israel. Okay, that's that's billion with a B. $2.44 billion to support operations in the U.S. Central Command and address combat expenditures related to conflicts in the Red Sea. That's $2.44 billion. $10 billion in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, medical care, and other essential services to civilians in Gaza and the West Bank, the Ukraine, and other populations caught in conflict zones around the globe. Now, mind you, this is a border bill for what country? Uh, the U.S., okay? <clears throat> I continue. $4.83 billion to support key reg- regional partners in the Indo-Pacific and deter aggression by Chinese, uh, the giant, the Chinese government. I'm telling you, friends, you can't make this stuff up. Two point three three billion dollars to continue support for Ukrainians displaced by Putin's war and other refugees fleeing persecution. The bipartisan border policy changes negotiated by. Christopher Murphy of Connecticut. There's a border state, right? No. Uh, mm-hmm. Kristen Cinema, independent of uh, Arizona. And James Lankford of Oklahoma, a rhino if I've ever seen one. You know, I didn't, I didn't know about him. I really didn't. He was under the radar, has a nice voice and a good presence. And, you kind, no and he says the right things on television. And you think, this guy's one of us. No, he ain't. Yeah. In the bill, $20.23 billion to address existing operational needs 
and expand capabilities at our nation's borders. Finally, they get to the border. Um, and that money can be reallocated, yeah, by the way. Of course it can. No, they can shift it somewhere <laughs> else course. away from the once, border. Once it's out there, Bill, it's anybody's guess, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it, the fentanyl eradication and narcotics deterrence uh, fentanyl act, I guess it's called, they, they love to have their acronyms, F-E-N-D. That's, that's how they, they refer to it, F-E-N-D. Fentanyl Eradication and Narcotics Deterrence Act, okay? FEND. Have you put any money in FEND yet? Uh, Also, $400 million for the Nonprofit Security Grant Program to help nonprofits and places of worship make security enhancements. It's like if the Catholic Charities is putting up the illegals uh, and they need to have security around their churches or whatever, they'll get assistance from the government. Now... All I can say, friends, is this is a lot of hooey, and it should be thrown into the receptacle that it belongs in right next to your desk if you are in uh, the House of Representatives. Well, this is nonsense. Kind of related to that, I mean, America has set a new record, and that record is uh, we are now exporting more arms than ever. Hundreds of billions of dollars worth. Now, that sounds like, hey, we got a war machine that's making us money. You know, we're going to pay off our debt by, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, no. selling off these hard- this hardware. We're paying for that sell-off of hardware. Remember what we're doing with the uh, arms that we're, you know, part of that is going to the Ukraine, and we're giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ukraine isn't well, buying it. Yeah, the Ukraine. Well, but, but they're going to sit there and say, well, yeah, it's paid for because it's kind of like a record deal, you know, where it's, well, you know, uh, so-and-so's new record shipped platinum. Well, no, what that is is billing receipts that don't ever have to be come, come back. But when it shipped platinum, it's a platinum record. You know, you know what? The, you know, Bill, the, this, it's a this, lie. this act that they just put out uh, last night again, Sunday night, who the heck is thinking about politics on Sunday night except for these sneaky bastards, all right? That's where they are. I mean, with all due respect, I, I, I apologize. I know it's Monday, but it's the truth. These mm-hmm. people, to, uh, to put this out there on a Sunday night, they don't want you to see it. They don't want you to pay attention. We're just getting out there and uh, see what happens. You know, Sunday night. All right? Gag me with this one. That's like what they did on Friday afternoon. You know, they, uh, they had a the— data dump, yeah. They announced the attack in the Middle East, the retaliatory attack in the Middle East on Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. So you wouldn't pay attention to the hundreds of thousands of people who are showing up on the border with trucks and motorcycles and cars and SUVs. And they're still there, by the way. God bless them. They're, they're still showing their support. They're not leaving for, for a while. I guess it's going to be the better part of the week. But the fact is, I'm afraid something's going to happen. Still, I, I have, I have my fears that uh, they're they're down there, and some nefarious people are going to stage something and pretend it was these people who did it, and they didn't. These are good mm-hmm. people going down to sh- to show their American support for our country, and uh, but you know, Bill, th- they they uh, they put this bill out there, and they expect you to just. Just sign it off and and don't look at the details. I heard um, which one of the senators was it J.D. Vance. One of them said, "I'm being pressured by my colleagues to just sign off on this without even reading it. It's 370 hmm. pages, and I don't want to. I don't want to uh, look at this bill and consider this bill without reading it. I mean, I don't want to sign well, off. You better on it. sign it and not read it because the Democratic way." It was, well, the light was shown bright uh, yesterday and this weekend. You look at Taylor Swift. She's a pro-Democrat, pro-Biden all the way. Mm-hmm. And she walks away with all these awards. And yet, you know, you've got the rapper. Oh, what was his name? Uh, Killer Mike. Oh, I heard about this. This is interesting, Kill- folks. Listen Killer to this. Mike. Killer Mike is a rapper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, heavyset guy, but he's, he's kind of cool. And anyway, you know, two days ago. Now, you know, before you ever do anything political with somebody, you vet them, you know, you know, mm-hmm. everything. Um, but anyway, they came up and they said, look, we need you. We need you. We need that black vote. We need you to endorse Biden. Will you do it for us? His answer? Hell no. Yeah. Oh, so no. we go on. It's Grammy day. He He's said there. that on, I think he said that on Bill Maher's program too. I could <laughs> be wrong, but I think he said it on national television. Yeah. Uh, you know, either way. So he goes on. 
they, you know, he wins best rap. He been uh, he uh, has best rap song. He gets the best album, three Grammys. That's mm-hmm. pretty damn good. And then and then they come in and they arrest him. All right, <laughs> of course. Uh, it was, and they take him away in handcuffs on film. And he's going, what, what's this for? What's was this it? For? Was got it a, a felony? A misdemeanor. Was it? What, no, no it's a misdemeanor. And then he goes, you got to be kidding me. And they're going a misdemeanor. Sure, they could come and arrest you if they want to do a show, a show to teach you a lesson. Yeah, I mean, but a misdemeanor is usually they issue a thing. Hey, show up at court. You sure, know, you got We got to straighten this out. But don't you think they knew about that before they asked? Oh, you should. This they, is, they, absolutely. They one of the police officers said uh, when asked, he said, "Don't worry about it. He'll be up in a in a couple hours. It, he'll. It's no big deal." I mean, one of the cops said that, There was right? a show and a yeah. lesson. Yeah, of course there was, because he didn't endorse Biden, and he was off the, off the, uh, but the I reservation. But I guarantee you, I mean, you know, Joe was out this week. He was out, obviously. You know, they were seeing him and his son were seen out, you know, at some— In Los Angeles, right? The, I think yeah. the place is called the Ivy. Yeah, he was at the Ivy, It was, yeah. uh, and uh, they were there, you know, like— Two young studs, you know. <laughs> hey, they're swinging, young hey, lady. Man. What you doing? Yeah, you know, yeah. I won't pick you up, and there won't be no cameras. Um, yeah, who know? Who the hell knows? But either way, they're out having a good time. This guy's sweating it off. Pelosi is drunk at uh, one of these events. Yeah, you think they don't control Hollywood and and what goes on there? And uh, you know, we've got another week of smellovision and. Uh, Taylor Swift. I did find something, by the way. Found it on the internet, but I found something much more entertaining than getting Taylor Swift crammed down my throat. Uh, I found it on YouTube, and I don't like YouTube, but it was actually a test pattern, a sign-off test pattern. Really? Was it? <laughs> really? It's an hour long. I, I yeah. posted it on uh, on on the X for everyone to enjoy when oh, they've had too wonderful. much Taylor. They, wonderful. wonderful. It's there and uh, nice and black and white. With, you watch you a know, test the, pattern. It's sort of bring back old-time television, you know? Yeah. One got, o'clock in the morning. More, this got is, more personality this than who I was talking broad- about. This concludes our broadcasting day. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Um, interesting thing here. J.D. Vance was on with George Stephanopoulos yesterday. Oh, yeah. And uh, J.D. Vance uh, didn't give Georgie the answer he wanted, so Georgie just manipulated the entire interview and ended it, so- ended it quickly. Listen. The Constitution also says the president must abide by legitimate Supreme Court rulings, doesn't it? The Constitution says that the Supreme Court can make rulings, but if the Supreme Court, and look, I hope that they would not do this, but if the Supreme Court said the President of the United States can't fire a general, that would be an illegitimate ruling, and the President has to have Article II prerogative under the Constitution to actually run the military as he sees fit. This is just basic constitutional legitimacy. You're talking about a hypothetical where the Supreme Court tries to run the military. I don't think that's going to happen, George, but of course course, if it did, the president would have to respond to it. There are multiple examples throughout American history of the president doing just that. You didn't say military in your answer, and you made it very clear. You believe the president can defy the Supreme Court. Senator, thanks for your time this morning. No, 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 George. table's up next. We'll be right back. You hear that? They used I'm to, George Stephanopoulos, yeah. and it's what I say or forget about you. They, they used to hide their partisanship uh, years ago. Uh, they would make it sound like what just happened was an accident a few mm-hmm. years ago. But they don't even try to hide it. Like it, it looks like it was intentional the way he cut him off, and Stephanopoulos uh, doesn't care whether you know it or not. It was intentional. He he didn't give the right answer for Stephanopoulos, so he just decided to end the interview, and and he also ended the interview by inferring something that JD Vance did not didn't say. Say yeah, you know. Well, but that's the left way. And speaking of, uh, you know, inferring something, and uh, here's a signal of, uh, I think, uh, and I just saw it, mm-hmm. of something to come. Kamala Harris reportedly shaken oh, I saw after that. watching <laughs> conservative news. She doesn't like the conservative news. It caused her anxiety. <laughs> well, you know, I think that you know, th- that's I gonna- think there's some people on the left who have been doing some bad things, okay? But what they're trying to do here is that we're infringing on their rights by telling the truth. They're also trying to imply that if the other side wins, meaning if the right wins, 
oh, some scary things are going to happen to good people on the left. No, no, no. They're sending signals. They are going to get uh, caught, essentially. They're doing stuff now that is absolutely illegal, and they don't care. Look at the border. The border, is that legal? Is what's going on there legal? No. I mean, it doesn't seem legal to me. I mean, it's not legal. you're letting everybody come in. You're supposed to be protecting and defending our country constantly. And they're it's just, an invasion, and the Cong- or the Senate just, they endorsed an invasion of our country and the overpopulation of the American citizenship. We're being replaced right before our very eyes. Isn't that treason? I'm just saying, isn't what they're doing it treason? It is treason. That means that you, we should bring the buses in, the armed guards, and say, one by one, get on the bus. We're going to take you off to the Hooskow so, Tribunal trial. Why yeah, would Carmela Harris be nervous about what's happening now? The polls have Trump up in the general election by like five or six points. This is scary stuff for her because she's what? The borders are. Yeah, but I think, though, really, she's stupid. She's too stupid to be scared, but she is probably smart enough to sit there and go, well, I got anxiety over the news and what they were saying because it's just not true. And, 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 and our people and I deserve something for this mm-hmm. to stop. You know, I think they're, you know, this is setting the stage for another, another trick that they're going to try to pull. To, you know, those well, you know, look at the cases, Bill. I was thinking about this over the weekend, all the cases that are out there. The case, you know, in Washington, D.C. with Chutkin uh, and Smith, it's like on hold. They've been, it's been taken off the docket and put aside with no specific date that it's going to be going back to. Because they have something else in store. But also, you know, the, the, the cost oh, wait, still. I, I think, Bill, you, you say they have something else in store. I don't think that's. I think the problem is they don't have stuff. Something is they're stuck. They, they Chutkin and 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 what's his name, the uh, special prosecutor. You know, they are stuck. Smith. You know, I, I could be wrong, but and I think this is a problem. And now the even if they were to put it back on the docket, based upon what I heard over the weekend, if they uh, if they do all the procedures properly. This, they still won't have enough time to hear the case before the election. No, but what they are doing, the, the meter keeps running. And the one thing they're trying to do or give the appearance that they're doing, uh, and it's, it's an old tactic of a DA. You know, if they have a case, especially a weak case, doesn't matter. You bleed the other side of money so that they don't, have the chance to put up a defense and you can cut your deal, make a deal or just slam dunk and win. They bleed the money because you have whatever you got. And that's it. You've got limited resources. They've got all the money in the world to spend because they have your tax dollars. And so, you know, a, they're running this clock. Uh, do they have a snowball's chance in hell? Well, I guess they do, but I also think that they have, you know, the hell Mary, that they'll go and, and the hell Mary is not going to be pretty. I got another I mean, question for you. Who, whose side do you think Nikki Haley is really on? Well, you know whose side it is because I I said there's something that stinks in Denmark about South Carolina, you know, and they wanted the Democrats wanted to be that to be their first primary for a reason. They they succumbed to the thing in in New Hampshire, but you know they got their win and see now they're able to come in and say. He won by a landslide against two. You know, it was a, it was a one-sided, you know, pig race, and he won it. Great job there, Joe. But, Nikki, there is no path. When you look at the numbers, there's no path for Joe. There's no path, uh, path for Nikki. There's no path for anybody. Trump has got this thing every which way but Sunday. Even when you sit there and say, well, if it's not uh, – if you can't vote for this, would you vote for this? The numbers for Nikki and Joe don't lead to anything good. There, she, there is she no was path. on Saturday Night Live. I'm not, not going to keep going. I'm not going to yeah. play it. Uh, <clears throat> but she was making fun of Trump on Saturday yeah. Night Live. And I'm not going to play it because it's it sounds like a, a Democrat doing this. And also, over the weekend, she was interviewed on CNN. Listen to this. 
It's a real issue, Dana. I mean, you know, we saw that he had, look, he's got multiple court cases. I haven't necessarily kept up with them. I'm not a lawyer. I'm an accountant, so I don't know the legal ramifications. But what I do know is one just came down. He had a big verdict. More than that, we just saw that he, in his disclosures, his campaign disclosures, he just paid 47 different law firms, $50 million dollars of campaign donations that came into his campaign. If you see that, and he hasn't even gotten started on all these cases, for the next year he's going to be sitting in a courtroom. I didn't say that. He said that he's going to be spending more time in a courtroom than he is going to be campaigning. But, you know, the thing is, first of all, uh, Nikki, the guy's got enough money. If he spent uh, $100 million on lawyers, uh, the guy's got it. And if you asked any of his supporters uh, if they are upset that he spent some of his campaign money, uh, on defending himself against these Democrat bogus charges, they would say, heck no. Do what you have to do, okay? Understand something, Nikki. He is the first president in the history of our country to be going through this kind of an attack by the opposition, and you are part, by the way, of that opposition. You may have an R behind you. your name, but you are part of it. You were somebody, Nikki, who swore in front of him Oh, Mr. President, don't worry. I would never run against you. And then what does she do? That slimy so-and-so? She just, she just nails him. So uh, this is the kind of person you're dealing with with Nikki Haley. And I, by the way, I, I read that she's being backed by uh, a lot of the, uh, the funders from the left. Uh, a lot of people normally back Democrats are backing her. So yeah, and uh, that's not because of bipartisanship. Oh, no, 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 no. There, there's more to it. And, you know, you, you say, well, Trump's got to pay for this out of his pocket. You know, the Joe lawsuits that are out there and they're out there and they're starting to stack. Does he have to pay for them or does he have privilege because he's in office? Well, I mean, he probably uh, I would or think does it come from his coffers that were monies donated? Uh, I'm not really sure who's protecting Joe and nobody's talked about it. And our media that is supposed to be doing their job and isn't, uh, they so, should be yeah, asking these questions and they're not, Bill. Right. And so if we're going to do an accounting of the money before you start talking about Trump, let's talk about the other side, too. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's tit for tat. Yeah, it is. And I'd like to know what kind of cards the other side is playing with if they're even playing a fair game, which we know they're not. Nikki, I do not trust. I do not trust what is going on in um, in uh, South Carolina, and Trump, by the polls and by the numbers, is way ahead. But you know, I I you know I know I know where you're going. You you wonder whether they're going to manipulate the ballots in in uh, well, in South Carolina evidence, too. The evidence is coming out in uh, where is it Michigan? Now they've got proof that hundreds of voters cast more than one ballot using the same, I guess, identification. So that man, nothing has happened to these people. Well, you know, let's just say when you say hundreds, you've got 200 people. Well, now you're talking about, and if they cast more than one ballot, we'll just give it a, an easy thing, and we'll say it's two. Well, now, you know, you're up to 400, or maybe you're up to 600, or 800, or 1,000. Either way, now that makes a significant difference, you know, and if it's if it happened there, where else did it happen? I heard no, some, no. I, I heard somebody say, Bill, over the weekend, and I think it's true, you know, we're, we're talking about trying to impeach Mayorkas, and that's a waste of time because yeah. even, if con even if the Congress votes to impeach him, the, the Senate is not going to go for it, and it's just going to be a waste of well, time. It's also going to distract you from what's really going on in our country. It's a diversion. What they should do, I think, Bill, and I, and I don't think that it's going to get a, a result per se, but I think they should impeach Biden. Now, not because they're going to be successful doing so. They're not going to remove Biden before the 2024 election. But by impeaching him, talk about. that's exactly right. It's going to give the people, you're going to start hearing the things that Biden has done uh, over and over again. The media is going to have to cover it. It's an impeachment. They're going to have to do something. They can't ignore it. And Well, you know what? I bet you they would ignore it. They'll ignore a lot of things. 
And again, getting back to the border, the invasion, the people that are coming here, and I may relay a story from yesterday because I realized something after I talked to you, but either way, all these people are coming here. We got more people coming into the country than we have births in the United States. Oh, yeah. Our population is being replaced as we go. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Bill. You're absolutely, it's a replacement. uh, And you know who's behind it, by the way? It's not Biden and his administration. They, I mean, they're the face of it because Biden is not protecting our country, but mm. they believe it's the United Nations. It's a, a policy they initiated in, uh, in Europe first, and we see it now. The European landscape has been completely changed because of illegal migration. You look at France. France is a different country right now than it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So what is ago. the purpose of changing the population of uh, or is it a blend? It's is, one is it a, world government. Yeah, it's one world government. That's where I was going. They're purging society as it as it stands, and we can erase history while we're at it too. Let's just go ahead and do everything now. You know, there was talk a while back whether it was Hillary or Bill Clinton and even Obama. You know, who is going to be the president of the United Nations because? That, in, in a sense, will be like that Star Trek episode where they had yeah. Richard Putz from down in uh, Georgia that was running for office, and it was the yeah. golden girl and lost, but she was president of the universe. Yes. You know, it's, yes. it's about ultimate supreme power. You are witnessing, you know, the building of a, of a global empire. And the This re- is a global one-country empire. And the removal of the United States of America as you know it. It's well, gonna- it's already gone. And and what, what we're hanging on to are the crumbs. And, you know, you look at, you talked about it, uh, airports now, you don't, uh, uh, you know, they identify uh, citizens, but you cannot film. That's right. You cannot identify a foreigner. Case in point, I was at the emergency room uh, a week ago, not for me, my, yeah, it was a family member, and, you know, was in there. And, you know, I found it interesting. The guards at the door, you know, they always wear their little guard outfit and they have everything. And, you know, you, anything metal or something, you put it down. They, they wand you and the, that's it, you're in. So, you know, there's a guy with his Muslim head garb on mm-hmm. and everything. No uniform, no nothing. And, uh, you know, just had... He's the supposed to be a security of- guard, Bill? He's a security guard, and he, you know, he wants to go through everything, everything you got, okay? And then you get in. Now, he was sitting there on his cell phone listening to and I am not kidding about this. I wish that I would have filmed it, but uh, I'm getting to that point. He sat there. He was listening to Islamic chants and, you know, rallies. And I'm like going, what is wrong with this picture? And he is, you know, checking me for stuff. Yeah. Well, later on, he goes walking through the hospital. Nobody photographed me, did they? Nobody photographed me. Are you an illegal alien? And you're a security guard? You know, well, I mean, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Now, I wasn't worried because I was, you know. Uh, but, again, well, it didn't make sense. Well, you know what? Dick, you know, Dick Durbin, the senator from Illinois, who, mm-hmm. is, who is just a waste of space, okay? The guy is, he is... He's a, a, a screaming lefty, has been for decades. He gets up in front of Congress, in front of the Senate, and he proposes that we allow the illegals that are in this country a path to citizenship. No, 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 by, no, 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 no. Path, Let me finish. A path to citizenship by being in the military, meaning if no. they join the military after they do their service, they then will have a right to be a citizen and to vote. Now, understand something. When you're in the military, you raise your right hand to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against enemies, both foreign and domestic. These people technically are enemies of our Constitution because they broke the law getting in here. So they, this guy wants to allow them to be citizens if they join the Army. Would you want to have an army of, of illegals protecting you, Bill? Well, no, and let me tell you something. 
Okay, let's say that we open that door of possibilities. And so we go, we're going to build our army. And, you know, we're not the only country with this problem. Uh, the U.K. has got it, too, and they're, they're having a hard time finding qualified soldiers. So at some point in time, somebody's going to seriously address us, say, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. And just like you can't photograph and identify an illegal alien, oh, no, I can't, I can't swear allegiance to the country. I can't even speak your language. You're going to have to have either I'm going to have to learn how to, you know, understand them, or I'm going to have to have my cell phone with the little Google translation thing, yeah. translation thing, which now they're installing in schools. What the hell has happened hey, to our country? Case in point, Ilhan Omar, right? She, mm. the, oh, she, she, she essentially says to a group of uh, Somalis uh, in, our, in the Minneapolis area, she says her allegiance Somali is first. to Somalia. And she, yeah. she says she's backing her president, the president of Somalia. And she yeah. is a representative. She's, she took an oath to uh, protect and defend our Constitution. But yet she got up. And by the way, she didn't say it in English. She said it in Somali. So uh, come on, guys. This is the kind of situation that we're in right now. In England, you talk about England. There is a big push by a lot of uh, conservatives to start a new army of citizens, a citizen army in England, so that they will be able to, to defend themselves against the, the, their real army, which is being in, you know, infiltrated by illegals, by people who don't have their best interests at heart. But, you know, and friends, this has nothing to do with... Uh, you know, oh, you're being tough on poor people who are coming to this country. We talked about this on on Saturday, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say it again. Tucker Carlson had a, a show. I think it's episode 71. He talks to a biologist. I think his name is Weinstein. Uh, he goes. This this smart guy uh, had gone down to Central America, and he wanted to see what's really going on there. He went to the Darien Gap. The Darien Gap is down in Central America, and it is, it is a overgrowth of jungle. That you, it's impervious. It's amazing that anybody ever gets through the Darien Gap, but they do. A lot of these illegals that come into our country have got to go through the Darien Gap to get here. A lot of them die in the process. So he wanted to know, why they, how they do this, how they get through that gap. And he, and he went down there and he found out, for example, he found out they have guides, they have people who are taking, many of the cartels are doing this. And also, he said, to my surprise, I think it's Honduras, they're building a multi-million dollar state-of-the-art bridge from civilization to the front of the jungle. There's right. no there's no road beyond the bridge. That mind you, it's a state of the art multi lane bridge that goes essentially to a jungle with no road. Why would they do that unless they're planning on building a road through that Darien Gap? They're gonna friends also he visited some encampments of the illegals who are traveling north. Mm. He said most of the encampments that had Latin American people in it had little children in them. And they were people who were willing to talk about their hopes and dreams, you know. But he found a big encampment of Chinese, mostly Chinese military-aged men. And they didn't want to talk to anybody about anything. If you asked them a question, they gave you no answer. Or if they gave you an answer, it was as short and, and as you know, uh, br brief as possible. So it was not a real answer. But these people were going north. He did, fig he did find out that, you know, somebody's paying for their flights from China to Central America. Mm -hmm. And it ain't cheap, folks. You know, there's no discount flights between Beijing and Central America, uh, but they're getting on them. And these are military-aged men who supposedly have nothing and then when they get into our country, they disappear. We don't see where they go. It's like once they get here, they're gone. Now, remember Bill and I have talked about this over the course of the year, two past two years. The Chinese are buying up farms 
agriculture. Mm. Maybe they're buying up a lot of property. And we're doing nothing about it. Nothing. But, you know, I'm just thinking this is only a speculation on my part, but would it be a, a, a smart move to bring those people into those farms? It, it would make sense to me. Bring them in, well, train them, give them weapons, give them food, lodging, clothes. We are essentially, yeah, yesterday, I want to play this for you. This is sure. Pres- President Trump was on with Maria Bartiromo. Oh, yeah. yeah. L- listen, he's, he's thinking there's, yeah. Listen to this. This is three minutes long, and it's worth every minute. This is President Trump with Maria. Are they being directed by the Communist Party to come here? I believe so. I believe so. And I believe we're going to have a terrorist attack 100%. 100%. You know, during my term, I had no terrorist attacks. You know that, right? So they'll be sanitized. What are they? I had all sorts of bans on people from certain countries. I had bans all over the place. We had no attack. I had nothing. Where are we with China? How strong is China's influence on American politics, American business? Is it possible to decouple or is it just tariffs the way you dealt with it? You used tariffs and sanctions against China. I did, and I did very well with it. As you know, we took in hundreds of billions of dollars in taxes with the tariffs, taxes and tariffs. Is that what you want to do again? Well, you have to do it. I mean, look, the stock market almost crashed when it was announced that I won the Iowa primary in a record. And then when I won New Hampshire, the stock market went down like crazy. So, you know, obviously, I'm not looking to hurt China. I want to get along with China. I think it's great. But they've really taken advantage of our country. And we turned it around. We put big tariffs on steel. I saved the steel companies. And now Japan is buying U.S. steel. U.S. steel. You know what a name that is? That's the most important name. Fifty years ago, there was no company like U.S. Steel. Now that Japan is buying it, I don't think I'd let that deal go through. By the way, well, your critics are saying that you're going to start another trade war. With it's China. not a trade war. I did great with China with with everything. Look, China came in; they were going to destroy our steel industry, and I put tariffs, big tariffs, fifty percent, a hundred percent, but fifty percent for the most part. It stopped it. I have steel people that every time they see me, they start to cry. They hug me. They said, you saved our industry, but now we're letting it go. Now the Washington Post is saying that you're talking about 60% tariffs on Chinese goods. Is that in the cards? Uh, No, I I would say maybe it's going to be more than that because we're going to have, look, I want China to do great. I do. And I like President Xi a lot. He was a very good friend of mine during my term. Well, look, COVID, COVID cover-up, intellectual property theft. The list is long from our number on adversaries. I don't know if he's a friend, but... no, but I got along with him great. Uh, I'm not sure he loved what I was doing because I was, you know, getting along with him. I don't think he wants you in the White House, Mr. No, Brown. no, he doesn't. The market almost crashed when I won Iowa and New Hampshire. The market went down tremendously. Look, uh, it's not sustainable for this country to lose $500 billion a year every year like, like, uh, like the sun rises. We lose $500 billion a year. No country can sustain that. And we're not going to do it because the people that ran our country allowed it to happen. They would have never sent a balloon over the United States if I were president. And you understand Are that. Are you saying there was never a balloon on your watch? Uh, well, they tried to say there wasn't. Now they find out that there wasn't. They would have never done it. He would have never done it. They respected our country three years ago. Today they think our country is a joke. And it started, I think, more than anything else with Afghanistan. That was the worst display of military incompetence I've ever seen. Do you believe China will interfere or try to interfere in the presidential election? That's what John Ratcliffe said on this program. I think they will, and they won't be interfering on my behalf. We should go same-day voting, paper ballots, voter ID, and no mail-in ballots. Well, I, I hope that happens. I hope it's same-day voting and uh, paper ballots and no mail-in ballots. I hope that happens, but I don't know whether that's been implemented by the states as of yet. And uh, I, I I just hope he's got a plan uh, in, in play that I'm not aware of. I do think that uh, when he said that, do you believe we're going to be attacked by terrorists, President, oh, I believe that. he said 100%. It, tell me that what's being done by this administration, the one that we're in right now, isn't treasonous if they've allowed us to be put into a situation where we definitely are going to be hit. And I'm not, you know, we know how we reacted to 9-11. It was disastrous. We had 9-11. We had the Pentagon. We had Shanksville, Pennsylvania. But, but that was basically it. Let's take that now and magnify it. Let's say these terrorists hit uh, 10 of our major cities at one time. Let's hypothetically, let's just put it out there, okay? 
if how would we react as a country? Would we collapse or would we become unified? Would we would we fall to our knees and beg that it not continue, or would we stand up and fight these sons of guns? Huh? I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. We we watched last night. More people were talking about the stupid Grammy Awards than the fact that our border is being invaded by trade by uh, people who don't have our best interests. Okay. So, who, what is the next distraction going to be? We had the Grammys. Yep. They're gone. They're done. They got to keep the news off of what's going on with the border. Did you hear anything about God's army over the weekend? That's what they call them. Any... They call that that trucker or convoy God's army. I take offense to that. You know, uh, you know, if Kamala is is got anxiety over, you know, conservative news, mm-hmm. I got anxiety over every damn thing they do, and I don't like them sitting there. You know, it's funny how they take religion and just throw it around. They throw it around to their needs and advantage, yeah. or they mock it. You know, and I mean, it, it's a know, it's a tool. It's, a, it's something they They're can taking use. taking the Lord's name in vain. And if you're a Christian, whether you're Democrat or Republican, or you don't care about anything as far as politics, you should care about that. And I don't that know. should who, offend you. Who's calling it God's, God's army? Is it, is it the media or is it the, uh, the, the convoy people themselves? I think it's the media because I never heard it from them. But if, it, if they are doing the God's army thing, then... You have the right to say, hey, I'm a soldier for God. Yeah. But nobody has the right to sit there and play, you know, with the name out there and and do what they want to do. And that is what the left does. So I'll give them the respect of saying, maybe you didn't make up that name, but if you did, you are. And you know what? You shouldn't be taking the name and making fun of it because, you know, it's it. You ask what the next distraction is going to be. Sure. Um, uh, this week, let's just think for a second. I mean, we this uh, this protest at the border is going to continue. I guess they didn't right. just pack up on Sunday night and leave. So they're going to have people down there with their trucks. I'm I still am concerned that uh, something is going to happen down there, and they're going to blame it on these protesters, just like January the sixth. Right. Um, I do think that uh, we're uh, probably in line for a terrorist attack. Uh, I think that when it's convenient for them, they'll they'll have another strike in the in the Middle East. Uh, by the way, these strikes have been generally ineffective. They, I mean, they've been going. Biden doesn't go after uh, the the top guns. He doesn't go after the leaders. He doesn't. They're not substantive attacks. Uh, he goes after you know ammo dumps and mm-hmm. uh, you know security guards. They said, well, 16 people died and 25 were injured on their side. I don't know how they get their figures, friends. I don't know how they find out how many people they actually got and who they were. I mean, they're they're, they're dropping the bombs from, uh, you know, 20,000 feet. So they're not getting a, a head count of who they got. Uh, but they, they throw that figure out there. And uh, I, I don't know. I I do think that they will have another attack this week in the Middle East. It'll, they'll, they'll call it a major strike. Um, you know, it's funny. Jake Sullivan was on uh, on TV over the weekend, and they tried to pin him down. I think he was on, on NBC about uh, would he attack Iran. Listen. Have you ruled out strikes inside Iran? Well, sitting here today on a national news program, I'm not going to get into what we've ruled in and ruled out from the point of view of military action. What I will say is that the president is determined to respond forcefully to attacks on our people. The president also is not looking for a wider war in the Middle East. But is it off the table? Are strikes inside Iran off the table? Uh, again, Kristen, sitting here on television, it would not be wise for me uh, to talk about what we're ruling in and ruling out. So you're not ruling it out? I'll just say the same thing one more time, which is I'm not going to get into what's on the table and off the table when it comes to the American response. Okay, that's that's wonderful. In the meantime, while they're talking tough, uh, Joe Biden is with Hunter Biden at the Ivy in Los Angeles, chowing down and having a good old time and not paying attention to what's going on in the Middle East. You know, when when we had problems in the Middle East when Trump was in office, 
you know, they spent time in the Situation Room discussing plans about what was going to happen. You know, when they took out Soleimani, um, there was a plan involved with that, and President mm-hmm. Trump was involved. I don't think Joe knows what the heck is going on. Well, Mike Johnson says that, uh, you know, Joe's not the guy in charge. You know, and I mean, there's so many things that are out there. If you if you look at a jigsaw puzzle, start putting the pieces together. I mean, I go back to COVID, you know, as people sit there and go, well, you know, it's made up by China and this and that. You know, I think there was a bigger plan involved in the whole thing anyway. Maybe it was all just, I'm not saying it wasn't a legitimate virus that they, they threw out there, but maybe it was a ruse to get money to, you know, throw out the Ill- illegal immigration process because they had to take the money and funnel it somewhere. Once money's allocated, yeah, it doesn't always go where it's supposed to go. You know, you can take hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars and re-divert it and say, all right, now we got money to give them checks while they're here waiting in limbo until they get to uh, become citizens of the United States and do what their mission is. I saw a story this week. Uh, the, the media was surprised that just before the pandemic, Bill Gates invested in biotech. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, "Wait, you're just you're just finding this out now?" I found that I found that out two and a half years ago that yeah. he invested in biotech you know, pharmaceuticals, things like that. And he's also, if you've listened to any of his recent interviews, he implies that something even worse is about to happen pandemically, and he does so with a smile. I I saw him being interviewed with his wife, and they had kind of a, a knowing grin on their face. I thought, these people are demonic. These people mm-hmm. are demonic. He He almost looked like, uh, a Cheshire cat, you know, that kind of grin, like something more is coming along and we know and you don't. Um, so, friends, when you think that you're being told the truth by your government, when you think they're playing honest with us, think again. Why do you think they hate Trump? Trump is a man who is a multi multimillionaire. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire, multi-billionaire. He doesn't need money. He, you know, when she talks about $50 million, uh, Haley talks about $50 million paid to the legal. Uh, he, Trump can afford it. Trump can she's pay talking it. About, she's talking about uh, him taking taxpayer money and doing this and doing that. He can Let's come out of his chump change. Yeah, his, chump, his Trump chump change, yeah. Uh, either way, she is sitting there spending hundreds of millions of dollars on her campaign that has no path. Right. And that money is donation money as well. I mean, is that, pardon the phrase, is is that not the pot calling the kettle black? Sure. I mean, she needs to take a look in the mirror. She is not who she tries to appear to be. She is an operative, and that's all she is. She is an operative. So getting back to why they are afraid of Trump. It's because Trump doesn't need the deep state. He doesn't need the uh, global elite. Trump is a multi-billionaire. He goes into the uh, the presidency, and people never talk about this, but he gives his, his salary. Every single paycheck was given to a charity. He didn't take the money. So you, do you think Joe Biden took the money? I guarantee you he has the cash in his account. So mm-hmm. you have a president who is a crook, and you have a president who is wealthy beyond wildest dreams, and he wants to do the best thing for our country. You may not like his personality. You may not like his orange tan. You may not like his, his blonde hair. But you look at his actions, his deeds, what he's done for four years. I'm talking about Trump now. Before mm-hmm. they hit him with a phony pandemic, uh, I mean, the guy was just, he was just wheeling and dealing and making our country f- far more successful than it had been in a long time. You know, he's only got, if he becomes president this time around, he's got four years. And That's you, it, four and, years, and you he's got to get it done. He is going to, he will, he'll do magical things in four years. And All right. Th- go ahead. Do you think he's going to make it to, to office, or is World War Three the um, the Hail Mary? You know, Bill, I, I that, that's a terrific uh, question. I think that, uh, well, I, I, you know what, uh, 
You know what Elon Musk once said? Anything diplomacy whatsoever. I, I think we are sleepwalking our way into World War Three. Sleepwalking our way into World War Three, with with one foolish decision after another, uh, as you as you outlined, David. Um, and and really, people should be deeply self-reflective. If they if their predictions have not come true, they should consider whether perhaps their other predictions might not come true either. I mean, what is the track record here? It's not good. It's not good. We're talking yeah. about sleepwalking walking our way into World War Three. You know, Bill, if those illegals that are coming in from China, if they form a division and they attack us internally, what happens then? Is that not an, is that not the beginning of World War Three? Well, I would say that uh, a good portion of them are armed because there is nobody when they jump that fence. Is there anybody there frisking them? Security check to make sure they're not carrying arms. No, there's not. So they. They could be coming in with illegal weapons, especially the ones that are single and military age. Yeah, they're 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 ready. They're ready Bill, to fight. Don't you think that they have armories of weapons that the Chinese have purchased in this country already? Sure, stockpiled. All these guys have to do is show up at these different uh, sites, and they'll be welcomed, and they'll be given new clothing, and they'll be given uh, well, food and and training. I mean, I'm just saying. Let me, let me, uh, maybe, maybe I'm pointing the obvious out here. You know, we're focused on Texas and the border and, and maybe uh, Arizona, New Mexico, but Texas, we're focused on that. And there's California, but you know, really, when you think about it, we have so many places of unwatched open borders. Oh yeah. That may, maybe there's even more coming in than we know. And down there is just an obvious distraction when you think about it. If what, if, what, if the man, what, what if the manpower is coming in from the south and the weaponry is coming in from the north? Could be. I'm just saying, when you look at the land mass of the United States and how things can come across and how they can come in, they could be coming in in shipping containers. You know, oh, that, absolutely. Uh, that's, that's a terrific point, Bill. That's a terrific point. These shipping containers, you know, they we have... Thousands of containers uh, in Long Beach, you know, and places like that that never get inspected. <laughs> no. Never. They were trusted. I'm just saying our borders are probably more, have been more open than than we would like to admit. And, you know, the obvious thing is what's going on down there. And it's an invasion, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. So and and have you noticed how overnight, even with that invasion, the the makeup has changed? I think I mentioned I went to uh, I won't say the name of the store, but it's it's one of those right. thrift type stores, mm -hmm. and they never have any traffic on a Sunday, especially a Grammy day or or football day. So and I'm saying yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day to go get what I want, you know, and, and get the the little things. And so I, I go there. And there's no cars in the parking lot, just, a, I think, four. Mm -hmm. All right, that's it. So I go in, and the store's crowded. I didn't really pay much attention, except I did notice after I did diligently my little hand carry cart. Mm -hmm. It was full of getting the things I wanted. you know. And then I go get in line. There's one line, one clerk working, and that line goes from the register all the way back to the coolers in the back of the store and around the corner. And I'm going, what the hell's going on? Now, again, you know, let's just paint the obvious here. I am a European white guy. All right. All the people in there, except for four. All right. Probably mm -hmm. us four people with cars, uh, you know, were European white. And we're in line. We're towards the back of the line. You know, and this started at uh, quarter to three. At 10 to 4, this line didn't move much because there was one lady at the front that decided she wanted to get the balloons and blow them up. And instead of getting one <laughs> balloon, she got about 30, so the line wasn't moving. And I said, enough with this. But then it dawned on me when I left the store. I said, wait a minute. All of these people were of, uh, we'll just say Hispanic, um, and they, they spoke that. They didn't speak English, Yeah, you know. They were nice people, clean, well, but they all seemed to have a credit card waiting in line, and they were buying 
food, junk food, and stuff like that, snacks like you'd buy if you were on a tour. Mm-hmm. And I did note when I was leaving the long way out of the parking lot because I was going, ah, am I going to go to Mickey D's or not? There was a big bus that was parked around the corner with the driver just sitting there minding his time. And I'm going, illegal. That was an immigrant bus. Yeah. They stopped off and to get we some should point out, their problem. We should point out that Bill is not talking to us from Texas. He's talking to us from uh, from Pennsylvania. Northeast Pennsylvania. And well, what would it be doing where you are, Bill? You're not New York or anything like that. No, but 81 was three blocks away. And that takes you right into New York, and you can drop down into Albany or get over to New York City, mm-hmm. or you get over on 384, get on Jersey to, to 80, and or into Jer- on 80. Oh, and they could be taking them to right Harrisburg. In. They could be taking them to uh, well, Allentown. Yeah, it and, depends where they were coming from. But yeah. I'm like going, it dawned on me. So it was kind of a double whammy day. But the point is, and I'm not putting these people down. They were actually friendly and nice. Now, but... You're not going to get the disruptive militants, for the most part, on those buses. But they were complete families. And mm-hmm. that was the other thing. I'm going, you why know, would this... Do you remember you know, Prohibition? I mean, you don't remember Prohibition. You've read about Prohibition. Uh, I mean... Well, they're th- trying to take it out of the books, well, but yeah. Prohibition was the 20s when mm-hmm. when alcohol was banned by our, our country, and they were making moonshine and booze uh, out of country, and they were they were smuggling it into the United States. And the difference was the United States was actively trying to stop them. I mean, they were doing their very level best to, trop, to, to stop smuggling into our country. And with that, there was still a lot of success. They still got a lot of booze into the U.S., Booze from Scotland, from Canada, from places like that. They got it. They got it in here. What I'm saying here is that we we have a more sophisticated world. We have bigger submarines that can actually carry cargo and the submarines. They can bring submarines almost to our shore and then move the stuff into our beaches. We have more sophisticated ways of of, uh, moving illicit cargo around our country than we did back in 1920. What I'm saying is what you said, Bill, is that it's a lot easier now to break into our country, not just from the south, but from all the different shorelines and from the north. And we are being, we are being let, we're being abandoned by our own government. It's not protecting us. We should have the best coast. We look. We have a great coast guard, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're being given the support and the orders from the guys in Washington to do their job right. You know. Well, have you gone to the beach lately? And do you see any coast guard ships out there, or anything like that, or the no. helicopters? If somebody's hurt or missing out at sea, the the copters fly, but they're nowhere close by, and I don't see the ships or you know any of the harbors or docks or on the rivers. I remember when I've lived in some river towns. There was a Coast Guard ship that went up and down the river, you know, and mm. that was that was their duty. I was sitting there going, you got an easy job. Yeah, it's kind of a fun job. I get to cruise on the river every day. But they were there doing a job. Right. And, uh, and had, keeping the, the waterway safe. You know, uh, all I'm saying, folks, is that uh, you asked again a little while ago about what's the next year to drop. Boy, there's a lot of things that could drop. There's a lot of things that could happen. Uh, and we're not prepared for any of them. You know, they talked about this attack over the weekend about how we had some of our bombers fly from the United States all the way to the Middle East and perform their attack and then fly all the way back. And I thought, that that's good. It makes us, makes us look strong and sophisticated. Then I, I was thinking, I wonder if we're getting the backup pilots joining now that we had years ago. Are we getting the same kind of are we getting new pilots to fly those airplanes or a no. guy or a guy saying i'm done this military's turned their back on me i'm going to turn my back on them are they leaving do you know well we've got a woke military because we've changed everything and you know that is that's kind of a sham too really when you think about it so uh, and, and that's where Britain's having a problem. They don't have anybody qualified for the Navy that they're having to now look at criminals. Wow. 
you know, or bringing in people that have no no clue whatsoever or education Mm -hmm. to sit there. And we're doing that, too. Well, you know, we don't have anybody to run this $23 billion submarine with its sophisticated equipment. Wow. Oh, you got a D and uh, from school you dropped out and you're like, come on, you can run that ship, baby. We'll show you. This is why they're going to do. This is why they're going to go into ro- robotics. This is why they're going to automate stuff. You know, if they can't get guys to run it, we'll get automation to run it. Hey, before we uh, we so say goodbye, so what are we going to do? What if they're they're going to dumb us down? What are they going? Yeah. Before we, we say goodbye, we should. Down, uh, which they're doing. I, did you hear about Carl Weathers? We lost Carl Weathers over uh, the weekend. Oh yeah, he passed away. Yeah. yeah. Apollo Creed. Stallone was upset over well, that. Well, he... here, here's what he says. Listen. Hello, everyone. Today is an incredibly sad day for me. I mean, I, I'm so torn up, I can't even tell you. I'm just trying to hold it in because Carl Weathers was such an integral part of my life, my success, everything about it. I, I give him incredible credit and kudos. Because when he walked into that room and I saw him for the first time, I saw greatness. But I didn't realize how great. I never could have accomplished what we did with Rocky without him. He was absolutely brilliant. His voice, his size, his power, his athletic ability, but more importantly, his heart, his soul. It's it's a horrible loss. And I'm standing here in front of this painting because it was probably the last moment we were ever in the ring together, and I'll never forget it. He was magic. And I was so fortunate to be part of his life. So, Apollo, keep punching. It was one of the nicest tributes and, and sincere and from the heart. I, you know, what I was thinking about uh, Carl Weathers and that part, Apollo Creed, if you mm-hmm. follow the Rocky series, in the first Rocky, he was a villain. Uh, Apollo Creed was uh, arrogant. He was tough. He was gonna he was gonna slap Rocky down, you know. And you didn't like him as as a as a viewer, but as the series progressed, he you changed, did. and you ended up being a fan of of Apollo Creed. He was a manager, a coach. Uh, he was supportive. He he. He changed that character as the movies progressed, and uh, he was a good actor. And uh, yeah, no, it was a loss. And, yeah, uh, how old was he? I think he was seventy-six. I I could be wrong. Uh, I mm. think he was like born in, 19, in December of four, uh, of nineteen forty-six. I could be wrong, but I think I By remember today's standards. That's still young. It is. And here's a guy. He was a tough guy. I think he died in the sleep bill. I think he, uh, you know. Well, God bless him. That's the way to go. You, yeah. you want to go in your sleep. Yep. Uh, he will be missed. And uh, um, to hear Sylvester Stallone, uh, a guy who is tough, uh, so emotionally uh, upset, you know, when he did that tribute, uh, you know it was from the heart. It was sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, my friend, uh, I we had a busy show today. I, I pray for our country. We're really in a desperate strait here right now. We're we're in trouble, and we don't have a, a competent uh, administration, in my opinion, uh, taking us through this uh, this choppy waters. And I'm afraid that uh, the worst, you know, we could be in for some bad times before the 2024 election. And I'm just saying, and I I, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, I, I think it's uh, going to be difficult. And you're going to see some really nasty stuff come out. Uh, they're going to try everything they can to uh, keep Trump out of the White House. And, and they'll do legal things and they will do illegal things. They just are that desperate, in my opinion. Well, yeah, they want to belittle Trump and they're doing that. Biden was out doing that, so, you know, it- at the Hollywood gala where they were all having no, uh, Nancy's drunk and everything, but he's sitting there going, well, you know, Trump is not for anything, you know, but against everything. And I'm like going, gee, Biden, that sounds like you. Yeah. You're, you know, you're, you're yeah. not for anything. You're against everything. You're against closed borders. You know, I mean, we could go on and on and on. That's yeah. another show. Uh, the, the shows just keep on coming. Yep. And we'll do it again tomorrow. If you want to reach us, our number is 833-538- 7868-833-538-7868. Jim and Bill at mail.com. You can do mail at jimandbill.com. Mail it. It's another day. 
But Jim and Bill at Mel.com, probably the easiest way to get to us. We're on the X. It's, uh, what is it, X.com at Jim and Bill now. Mm -hmm. X.com at Jim and Bill now. So, yeah, no matter how you slice it, uh, we're there. We encourage you to uh, seek out, listen, uh, share us with a friend. That is greatly appreciated. Mm -hmm. We we definitely appreciate uh, our our viewership and our listenership, rather, has increased on a regular basis and it's all thanks to you. Uh, and we hope that like Bill said, you'll uh, spread the word, tell your friends, uh, that we're here and, uh, we have something to say that you can relate to. I think Yeah. anything else you want to add before we sign off, uh, Mr. Knight, anything you want to say a final farewell for this day? Well, I'll probably say what uh, Nancy Pelosi said when she was drunk before she took her last drink and fell on the floor. Asha, let me stay, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?